for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello, it's good to be with you. Can you hear it? Well, I don't know if you can, but it has to do with my soul. There are times I get so busy, I can't even hear myself. I, I have, when I get home, I turn on the TV or the radio to listen to music or newscasts. There's just so much that I use to fill my life. I don't know, did I tell you? I'm John Smizer. I'm from Southern California here. And boy, are we busy these days. We're able to get back into the theaters for shows. We're able to go out to dinner. You know, there's that, that opening up that's happening. But quite often I find myself uh, doing a lot of things and not really taking time to consider what's going on in my heart to not really think about who I am and what God has made me and how He can use me to, to set aside a little time for that. As we look at God's Word, it's a great joy to realize that it's a love letter. Actually, the Word of God is His love letter to you and to me that we can hear from Him. My struggle is sometimes I get too busy Fill my, fill my schedule and my day with too much stuff, and I don't take time to listen. Right now, we're going to listen to the Word of God being read here, the end of chapter 9. And I pray that you set aside all that hustle and bustle, and for a moment, allow the Holy Spirit simply to speak into your life. Allow His Word to be that love letter that we need to hear. Let's listen to His Word to us today. Job chapter 9, verses 25 through 35. My days are swifter than a runner, than fly away without a glimpse of joy. They skim past like boats of papyrus, like eagles swooping down on their prey. If I say, I will forget my complaint, I will change my expression and smile. I still dread all my sufferings, for I know you will not hold me innocent. Since I am already found guilty, why should I struggle in vain? Even if I wash myself with soap and my hands with cleansing powder, you will plunge me into a slime pit so that even my clothes would detest me. He is not a mere mortal like me that I might answer him that we might confront each other in court. If only there were someone to mediate between us, someone to bring us together, someone to remove God's rod from me so that his terror would frighten me no more. Then I would speak up without fear of him, but as it now stands with me, I cannot. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm getting older. I have some grandchildren that are just, just a joy one that is one years old. It's Harper. And then I have a three-year-old, it's RJ. 
and I have a four-year-old, and that's Carter. And it, they're just a joy, and, and life is, is so expansive. But for me, in my old age, I identify with what Job says here in this passage in verse 25 and 26. He says, My days are swifter than a runner. They fly away without a glimpse of joy. They skim past like boats of papyrus, like eagles swooping down on their prey. Oh boy, that's me. Life just seems to be getting faster and faster. I don't understand when I was a child, it seemed like it was, it was such a long time until Christmas time. But now it seems like just yesterday we had Christmas and just tomorrow we're going to have Christmas again. Life just speeds up as we grow older. And that's what Job is realizing it. Now, he's in the midst of a, a real struggle in his life. And this next verse is the challenge that he has. It says, if I say, if I say I will forget my complaint, I will change my expression and smile. You know, that idea is rampant today in our culture. That idea is there. It's fake it until you make it. And you know what? It doesn't really work that well. Notice what were the first three words? If I say. You know, that's relegating the attitudes and emotions and expressions to my will. And boy, does our culture do that. It's all about what I want, what I'm pleased with, what I like. And that's the work of fake it till you make it. If I can find joy in some sort of a uh, experience, and forgive me, <laughs> and some of you may be doing it, and that's great, who attend some of the horror movies. You know, the movies where uh, the, the chain, chain massacre happens or, or whatever it is, that there's that wanting to have an experience of some kind because they're not ready to listen to be quiet, like we said yesterday, to be still and know that he's God in that still small voice. We, got, we get caught up in the faking it. You know, it, and I got to tell you, there were people in church who had had a horrible uh, morning as they would come to church. Boy, but when they hit the church parking lot, and as they walked up the steps to the, the door of the sanctuary, oh, they just put it on that everything was wonderful. And, and, and I knew that they were struggling with maybe a, a job situation or a relationship. And they were doing the old fake it till you make it in church game. And there were certain other people that I would, they always had to have a smile on their face. They felt like they were letting people down if they didn't, oh, how's your day? Oh, it's great. Thank you. And I told them, you know, sometimes you don't always have to smile. You don't have to have everything wonderful. Because where Job finds himself is things are really crummy. And he doesn't have to fake it. He has to come to God in a gentle heart. 
Now we will recognize that he'll do several different ways of coming to God and we'll see it. But I don't know if, well, I, I want to spoil it. Yeah. Okay. Here's it. Here's it. Call it a, uh, what is it? When, when they spoil the story, I don't want to be a spoiler alert to you, but at the end, the last chapter, Job tells him, I knew God, but now I know God. It's a whole idea that in our lives, we should be recognizing we don't have to fake it. We can bow down on our knees and surrender to God in every way that He's going to be the one there for us. Now our challenge comes when in, down over here in verse 33. It says, if only there were someone to mediate between us, someone to bring us together, someone to remove God's rod from me so that his terror would frighten me no more. Okay, who is that? Who is going to be the one that will be our mediator? The one that will take the punishment from us? Who is it? You're right. The Sunday school answer, it's Jesus. And in every way, he is our mediator. That's the joy and the hope that I bring to you today. I want you to live in that. Thanks to God for his provisions. Amen. Amen. Now Job has found himself in a very precarious place because he knows he struggles with things. And to put on the smiley face, the fake it till he makes it idea, is not really going to work. And his personal desire would be that there is a mediator that would go between his heavenly Father, God Almighty, and himself. In this last verse it says, then I would speak up without fear of him. That if there was that mediator, he would not fear God. He would not be concerned. He would be able to enter right into the presence of God. You remember last month, there was Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And in that, there was the provision in the Jewish community for once a year, that sacrifice to be made. But today, Jesus Christ provided that mediation, that taking of the rod upon himself. We now have access to God, our Heavenly Father. Let's go to him right now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed and holy be your name. We celebrate with joy that we, unlike Job, we're no longer looking forward to a mediator, but you have sent your only begotten Son, so that in our relationship with Him, through Him, we have access to you, into the very presence of our Creator. It was our Savior that made that possible. Father, we pray that you would bless believers today, that we would draw closer through that relationship. Bless us this day, Father, in your name. Amen.
Stepping in closer, see you.